backwards. Garbutt going back with it. Gives it to Cecil Wonga. Red jumpers everywhere. He fires it to the middle. Torhu Harris. He looks to his left. Gronk. He goes to Hoffman. Hoffman. Torba on Jared Haney, takes it comfortably, steps one, steps two, steps three, he's away, Jared Hayne with a catch and a run, they're not going to catch him, all aboard, tickets please for the Hayne train. He's Houdini, he's Houdini and he's put Gardner over, Daniel Gardner has scored, what about Andrew King, put him in the second. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes. G'day, legends. Welcome back to another episode of Pre-Drinks by the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, the Supercoach Brain. You can find me on Twitter at Brain underscore FS. Also, make sure to follow us at Molten FS on Twitter as well for all updates on when we're going to be going live and when we're going to be posting podcasts and new episodes. It's pre-drinks, which means that we've got plenty to talk about. And uh, we've got the first game, I think, about maybe 80 minutes away. So we'll talk about all things trades in this episode. So what the trade trends are looking like for this week. We'll also talk about captaincy and vice-captaincy preferences and options from the Supercoach community, but also I'll talk you through what my team looks like, what my final trades look like for the week, uh, and I'll answer all of your questions. And I've actually got some really interesting stats for you tonight. Uh, hopefully, we won't drag this episode out too long, probably 40 minutes, but um, a good friend of the podcast, Arson Dragon on Twitter, if you don't follow him, you need to, because he's posting every single week positional statistics based on who scores the most super coach points based on which position against which team. So there's some really good information to take from that based on your starts and sits. Who do you play this week? Who do you not play based on the matchup? So we're going to go through all of those as well and who have the good matchup and who have a bad matchup this week. So that might help you decide what your final team looks like, what your reserves look like. So plenty to touch on. We'll get stuck straight into it. Just got to get to the right screen. Bear with me. All right. Pre-drinks round six. Let's get stuck in. So first thing to talk about before we get stuck into all the statistics and the trends this week, the Squeeze of the Week award to win a combo pack sponsored by our amazing sponsors at the Standard Squeeze. All you need to do, very, very simple this week, you need to subscribe to the channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel on YouTube here, all you need to do is click underneath. It should be right there. Uh, Click subscribe, guys. Everybody that wins needs to be a subscriber to win the pack. And then all you need to do is enter the into our unlimited league, whether it's NRL or AFL. We're lucky enough. The guys are so generous over at the Standard Squeeze. Um, they're donating two combo packs per week. So two of these bad boys. You get three of them in there. It's like a two-stroke bottle where you just squeeze it. The liquor goes into the top into a perfect pour, 30-mil shot. And you can obviously take it fishing, you can take it camping, you can take it wherever you need to go, sneak it into the footy in your back pocket, do whatever you want. So um, the guys at the Standard Squeeze are donating two combo packs to the weekly winner or the weekly highest scorer in both our NRL Supercoach and AFL Supercoach Unlimited Leagues. So we're going to be cutting off the NRL specifically. This is an NRL show. We're not talking AFL here, but I'll help the AFL boys out. This is... We're going to be cutting off. We've got 49 spots left. 
49. We're going to cut off at 500. We're not getting any more than 500 into this league. So as soon as you reach 500, we cut off entry um, and you can't go in the running to win any of these squeeze packs or any of these combat packs from the standard squeeze. So jump in now. Be very quick if you aren't in there because I know this is going to fill up very, very quickly. All the AFL boys as well, their league's filling up. So make sure to join both leagues if you're an AFL guy as well. Uh, I've been listening to the AFL podcast actually the molten afl boys rob and, and mick have been doing a cracker job over there and they helped me i think i got third in uh third highest score last week in the molten league over there i think i got 2300 or something like that and i know nothing about afl all i've done is follow those boys so make sure to head over there and uh watch some of their content as well if you're an afl nut all right make sure you do that code is 451840 don't miss out let's now move into the actual content so Let's talk most popular trades live first. Before I do, ask if you've got any questions for this week, pop them in the comments section. I'll get to you live. Um, I'll answer them live for you. Any questions that you have, whether it be trades, captaincy, reserves, start, sit, whatever you want. So I'll cover that all live for you. Drop your comments in. Now, when we're looking at the most popular trades for this week, there is a theme, and it's a very obvious theme. It's either Greg Marju or Zach Hosking with a little bit of Reese Walsh and Sean Johnson sprinkled in there. Um, if you don't have Reese Walsh now, I mean, look, it's probably not too late, but your call, fair call. Most popular trade, Greg Marju, um, comes in for Jermaine Hopgood. I am a Jermaine Hopgood holder. Now, I'm not upset about holding Jermaine Hopgood either. We need to remember this guy scored 200s, right? 120 and 110 or whatever it was in the first two rounds. Everyone was raving about this bloke being a season hold and how good he is and, and a, he's just an amazing player and all of these amazing things. And then everyone's turned on him in one week because the bloke got benched. I realistically think Jermaine Hopgood could still start this week. I feel like they used Madison. For anybody who watched the Parramatta Eels last year, they watched uh, they played Ryan Madison off the bench as an impact middle forward. Why would they now change that when you've got a – honestly, I'll call him a generational player in Jermaine Hopgood. Why would you now change your tactics from last year and start Ryan Madison, which means he's going to have less impact, and then bring Jermaine Hopgood off the bench? I feel like that could flip. And look, even if I'm wrong, I still feel like Jermaine Hopgood probably comes on through the middle. Uh, we know that Wiramu Greg isn't, isn't a big minute forward at all, so even this week while uh, Junior Bolo's out, uh, Jermaine Hopgood could play a lot of middle – and Ryan Madison will shift to that right edge, and Bryce Cartwright will come back to the bench and, and have a bit of a break. Bryce Cartwright should not play 80 minutes this week based on what their bench looks like. So I, I, I'm against the Jermaine Hopgood trade-out. I understand why people are doing it from a cash grab perspective, though, if they're going to Hosking. So, look, fair enough. Um, Greg Marju to, to Hopgood, he's got a minus 44 break even as well, Marju, so fair call. I understand the jump. And again, the second most popular trade, which is pretty much exactly the same in percentage, is Hopgood to Hosking. Look, I get it. I get it if you don't have any other options in the two RF to take. So I'm um, I'm with you. I'm with you on that somewhat. Uh, Hamiso Tabuifado, I think he's topped out as well. So that makes sense. Uh, he's peaked in price or very close to. I think he's got a break even of about 50. So you can bail on him now and go up to a guy who's about to make you 100K. So yes, absolutely do that. We don't know what Penrith looks like just yet because obviously Liam Martin and Luke Garner are still out of this Penrith team. So I would say that if, honestly, Luke Garner's got some rib cartilage issues, which we know is a pain tolerance issue. And if he's taken more than two weeks out, maybe he is out of favor in this lineup. And the longer that Zach Hosking gets to start on that right edge, the more in favor he's going to be with his connection with Nathan Cleary. So I do like 
uh, Zach Hosking this week, and he's in for me. Paul Alamotti to Zach Hosking or Paul Alamotti to Greg Marju. That seems probably the more accurate take. Um, I like it if you're doing that. I also like the Paul Alamotti down to Chance with uh, Chance Nickel Cluckster. I, I think that's probably the only two reasons I would get rid of Paul Alamotti. I don't think he has topped out in price. He's got a break even at 40. I truly believe he's probably got an extra 50 to 100K in him left yet. So if you're patient with him, he should have scored 60 plus last week. He got dudded by the Supercoach scorers, Fox League or whatever it is that do the scoring. So um, I, I think Paul Alamotti is not done yet. But if you're going to go to a Zach Hosking or a Greg Marju, all for that, because you're probably going to make some more cash. Uh, people are trading at Jermaine Hopgood for Nathan Cleary. If you don't have Nathan Cleary, you need him, especially this week. I think he could go large this week against Manly as well. They've leaked a few points. Um, we saw last year, Nathan Cleary went 151 and 158 in consecutive games. I realistically think he could do that again. Um Coming off a 124 last week, he could go 130 plus this week against Manly, who have liked a lot of points. People are trading out Teddy. Yes, do it. I, I would go Teddy out. Uh, obviously, he's not playing this week, and you're going to Hosking. That makes sense. Stefano Utuikamanu is coming out for Greg Marju, so people are looking to downgrade their front row forward option. Uh, okay, fair enough. Teague Wilton to Greg Marju. I assume that's probably Wilton to Zach Hosking. Um, I am trading out Wilton this week to Hosking. So I understand because he's Wilton's on a buy. He's going to miss this week. He could be topped out in price. Uh, and he also scored a try last week and only got 60. So, yeah, I feel like Wilton could probably have topped out. I mean, he's looking better and more involved since Nico Hines has been back. So um, you're taking a risk with trading him out, but I don't mind taking that risk. That's fine. He's a, he doesn't have 120 upside in him. So I'd be doing that for Greg Marju for sure. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood comes out for Reese Walsh in the ninth most popular trade. Uh, Reese Walsh coming in, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's sub, he's plus 700K now. So if you miss the boat, my look, my argument, if you're going to Reese Walsh now, why not go to Latrell Mitchell? He's cheaper. And Latrell Mitchell will have, I said it on Tuesday, on Tin List Tuesday, he's going to have a massive game this, this week. I'm predicting him to go 120 plus this week. I think there's been a lot of talk about him in the media. People have been kind of questioning his work ethic and how much he's getting involved. He did take 18 runs last week, so he's starting to ramp up a little bit. Uh, I, whenever anyone criticizes Latrell in the media, you can probably guarantee that next week he comes out and proves everyone wrong. He's just that kind of player. So I would honestly, as a pod, instead of going to Reese Walsh this week, I would be looking at going at Latrell Mitchell because his price has nearly bottomed out. Uh, and Sean Johnson seems to be the last person that people are bringing in for Jermaine Hopgood, the 10th most popular trade. Uh, SJ, I don't agree with. I don't think he's a good grab this week. Um, I feel like you're burning two trades because you've got to get Nico in next week. So if you're looking at Sean Johnson as a one-week play to gain a little bit of money, I don't know whether I like it. Uh, I'm... We need to be very wary about trades with the buy rounds being a little bit different this year with every weekly team having a buy. I think we need to be a little bit conservative with our trades when we get to probably around seven or eight because it, it, they're going to disappear very, very quickly. So be very careful with that. Now let's move into traded in. Most traded in players, 30,000 people have traded in Zach Hosking um, with good reason. He's got a minus 40-odd break even or 50-odd, I think it is. Uh, he will make you 100K if he scores himself 80 or not or 70 even. Um, so that's a really nice play. He'll get up into the late 500s, early 600s, I think. And um, you won't be disappointed with him. And he could honestly be a season-long hold. He could be the Ghana that we were looking for at the start of the season. So I really like 
Zach Hosking this week. I think you've got to find a way to get him in. Another guy you've got to find a way to get in is Greg Marju. And I know there is a little bit of conversation around, or sorry, a lot of conversation around the fact that Greg Marju's defense is terrible. And it is. I can confirm it is awful. Uh, he's made some really bad defensive reads. Even in the first two games that he's played, he's made some really poor defensive reads. The Knights last week, they leaked 32 points against Manly, which, look, we expected them to. But Greg Marju got caught out in the wing a couple of times now. Um, I'm concerned about the job security. But honestly, at worst case, you bring him in this week and he scores 70 against, we need to remember they're versus the Warriors, not exactly the most sound Warriors team or sound defensive team in the comp. Uh, he can go out and get 100 or 80 or 70 or even 60 this week, and he probably still nets you 100K. He goes up to high 600s, and then honestly, if worst case he gets dropped next week, you can flip him to a Ruben Garrick, a Jacob Carraz, uh, or a premium center wing option, or you can downgrade him to a guy like Charles Nickel Cookstar. So you've got options there in terms of freeing up cash if you need to or upgrading to a keeper. So uh, the, the cash itself for these first two options are quality. Nathan Cleary, I would be getting him in. I don't think... I reckon you won't get him any cheaper than 750k. I think he's a grab this week. You need to get him. Uh, obviously, he's going to miss a bit of time through Origin, but that's what you get when you have Nathan Cleary. Uh, and he showed us last week with the 124 that he's a guy that you can't sleep on. You can't just leave him out of your team and hope he fails because he's just not going to. So I understand why 9,200 people are getting in Cleary. Reese Walsh, 5494 people are getting him in 3.2% of trades at 720,000. He's getting 165,000 for people that want him. So I like it, uh, but I also would prefer Latrell if you're going to go this week because I feel like Latrell's nearly bottoming out uh, in price as well. SJ, I've already talked about. Jack Johns is an interesting one. Uh, 234K, 2RF, going to make some cash. He's got a negative 30 break even. Um, concerns for me around the Jack Johns trade are the fact that we still have Adam Elliott to come back into this team, which we know is going to play lock. There is no question about where Adam Elliott fits into this side. He was recruited from Canberra Raiders to come over to Newcastle to play that lock position because he played that incredibly well for Ricky Stewart last year. I don't think they play him anywhere else. So Jack Johns starting at lock is very, very limited. I would not be surprised if Kurt Mann starts at lock this week, considering he's now back in the team and Jack Johns slots back into a bench role and plays 30 to 40 minutes at most. So I understand the cash grab, but you're probably going to have to trade Jack Johns out very soon in the in the next probably month. Um, I heard a, I heard a funny thing about Jack Johns. Uh, they were saying that Jack Johns is definitely Matty Johns' son and Cooper Johns is definitely Andrew Johns' nephew. I uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that. Uh, number seven most traded in is Payne Haas at 4,400 people are bringing him in. Man, he is killing me every week. I don't have him. I wish I had him. Uh, I wish I went him instead of Tarpany, but I had my reasons. Uh, I feel like he's the premium front rower, Payne Haas. So the only downside is that the closer we get to origin, the more time he's going to miss. So the longer you leave this to get him in, the less opportunity and the less kind of return on investment you're going to get from Payne Haas. So uh, if you're going to get him this week, I'd get him. I don't think it's too late. He's quality. You know what you're going to get from him. Isaac Fasua Malawi, uh, 4,100 people are using him as a downgrade in the front row forward option. 200,000, basement price. I get it. I understand the move. He's probably my preferred front row forward choice at this point in time. If you're looking to downgrade a Stefano or someone like that to free up a bit of cash. Um, 
in saying that, we need to remember that I think those minutes are a little bit inflated. I don't see him playing 40 minutes off the bench every single week. Titans are a little bit decimated by injuries. You know, we've got Brimson out. We've got uh, Foran out, which I know they're halves, but it impacts what the bench looks like because we need to remember that Jaden Campbell will be the number 14 on the bench when they're fully fit. So does that mean that we've got one less forward on the bench? Uh, who drops out there? Does Isaac drop out? Um, I'm not quite sure. So there is a little bit of uncertainty around any of these real cheap kind of 2RF front row forward options, which kind of sucks, but makes it tough. Jacob Preston, people are getting him in this week, 476,000. It's not too late to get Jacob Preston in. I completely understand that move. Uh, if you haven't got him in, do it this week. Um, I would not be wasting time. I know he's touch and go, they say, for this week, but I, I don't think with the amount of injuries that the Bulldogs have, that they're not going to play this guy. He's going to get up and he's going to play. I think the same goes for Max King. So um, I reckon King and Preston both play. They're just probably managing their workload and their injury through the middle of the week so that they don't have any scares at the back end. So Preston, great trade. Surprised he's not more traded in and only that price. Um, and Joshy Schuster, people are still bringing him in. Now, Josh Schuster has been ruled out. I know it hasn't been listed on teams, but he's uh, been ruled or supposedly ruled out. It hasn't been confirmed by the club yet, but there's a, probably a good chance that he misses another week with that quad cork. So um, I don't hate going this week anyway. If it if it allows you that one, if it allows you the loop uh, and you're the, he's the only player that isn't playing this weekend, it allows you a loop option so you can use your VC loophole. Uh, and two, I, I know he will be back next week. I don't think we've ever seen in the history of NRL a cork taking someone out for three weeks. Then again, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me with Josh Huster, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Josh Huster could be a good little grab. I don't know whether I like having him at five eight and having to play as Katoa, though. I would probably prefer using him at the two RF. Most traded out, Hopgood, twenty four thousand. Already spoken about him. Don't don't rate it. I think hold him. He's got a forty five BE. Just hold on for a week and see what the role looks like. Amiso Tabuifado, he's topped out, so I completely understand that. Tedesco's not playing this week, and honestly, could miss two weeks based on his concussion history. So I don't mind trading him out. Paul Alamotti still has a little bit of cash to to make, but he can also then be turned into a Marju or a Charles Nickel Cluckster. That's my preference either way. Um, otherwise, you're probably wasting a trade there and you just hold on to him. Stefano, yeah, I understand the downgrade there. Or if you're going up to Payne House or, or um, Joseph Tarpany or someone like that, I get that. Adam Dewey back in 5'8", as we spoke about on Tuesday on the Tin List Tuesday episode. I, I, I'm i reluctantly holding Adam Dewey, but I, I really like the fact that he's back in the 5'8 position. He's not at fullback. He plays his best footy at 5'8". Um, I, I have said in the past he is a centre, and I still believe he is a centre. But I think at 5'8", he gets his hands on the ball more. He makes more tackles. His base is better. He still goal kicks. He makes line breaks. He makes line break assists. He runs the ball a lot. And I feel like this turf toe thing that we've got in our head is starting to dissipate a little bit. We're starting to see a little bit less of that kind of chat. So hopefully we see him back at his best health-wise over the next fortnight. He could honestly be bottomed out at this point. He's lost 100K for people that started with him. Yeah, that might be the last of his cash loss. So... Don't mind it. Uh, Pezzett and Dory trading out. God, you'd be shattered if you went Jonah Pezzett last week, wouldn't you? You get your one week, you get your 96K, which is all well and good, but a bit rough, isn't it? A bit rough. And I warned you, I warned you on Sunday, don't go Jonah Pezzett this week unless you want to be disappointed and have to move him. Uh, and now you've just burnt two trades by getting him in and getting him out because he was a very popular trade in option last week. Don't rate it. Matty Dory, also people are trading him out, and I assume they're going up to Hosking with that. 
I'm all for doing that because I think Dory obviously is only going to get a bench role moving forward with Madison, Lane, Hopgood. Um, so Matty Dory's time is done. The good thing with Matt Dory is that he's not going to lose you cash this week. So if you can afford to have an NPR on your bench, a non-playing reserve on your bench, uh, you can hold him for this week if you've got other priorities and you want to maximize the amount of points that you can make this week. Paddy Carrigan goes out as the ninth most traded out player. I uh, Look, this guy's an origin quality player. He's a leader at the Broncos. I, I feel like he's going to make people pay for trading him out, but I understand that he doesn't have a high ceiling. So I, I, I get the move in my head logically, but I feel like emotionally this guy's so good that He's going he's gonna to show people this weekend up against a big forward pack, Hudson Young, Josh Papali'i, um, Joseph Tarp, and he, he's going to step up. He's going to have a big game, Paddy Carrigan. So think twice if you can find extra cash. Antique Wilton. I get that. He's on a buy. So we can push on. Now, the what we've got here is popular captaincy and vice captaincy options this week. Nathan Cleary tops the list. Most popular captain at 20%. He is my captain this week. Tommy Trebojevic at about 15% uh, is is the second most popular captaincy option. This one I don't understand at all. And what I'll I'll explain this very soon as to why I don't understand it. There are some glaring statistics around the fact that Tommy Turbo has a really bad matchup against Penrith Panthers this week. So uh, Reese Walsh is the third most popular captaincy option. I understand that. I understand that one. Canberra Raiders have been frigging horrific. So the faders are in full fader force. Uh, Reese Walsh could have a massive game. Uh, he also could score 20. So keep that in mind. There is high risk and very high reward um, in, in backing Reese Walsh with the captaincy armband. Payne Haas with 5.2. That's pretty safe. Um, if you've got Payne Haas as your captain, come on. Surely. Surely you can do better than that. Surely you can go a little bit more upside. Payne Haas will get you 70 to 90, but he won't get you 150. Um, back yourself a little bit. Nico, I'm struggling to understand why Nico Hines, as of today at midday, has still got 4.8% of captaincy. That just shows how many people are actually playing this game um, and playing it actively. Uh, I'm sure everybody will make their changes this afternoon or this evening. Uh, Harry Grant, 3.6% top captaincy option. Uh, people are going the Thursday night captain, which is nuts. That's insane. Uh, never back a Thursday night captain. So, uh, But anyway. Go for it. And Latrell Mitchell, 2.2%. I, I, Honestly, if I had Latrell, he would have the captaincy for me. He would have it. Um, I, I genuinely think he's going to go f- bloody monstrous this, this week. Before we go into VCs, for anybody interested in what the team lists are doing, tonight's game, Storm versus the Roosters, both teams are 1-17. to 17, So there are no changes for tonight's game, so you don't have to panic trade or, or look at your team in any way. Both teams have just been confirmed 1-17. to 17, So no need to worry there. Vice captain options. Um, most popular vice captain option, Nathan Cleary as well. So he leads the pack with both uh, here. 12.9% of people are vice captaining Nathan Cleary. 11.1% are backing Harry Grant tonight. And I really like that. And I'll show you some t- stats on what supports that decision. I'm not doing it personally, but I, I do like it. Tommy Turbo, 10.2% uh, against Penrith. Again, I don't get it. I'll explain why soon. And honestly, Tommy Turbo, we know what he can do. He could completely prove me wrong, but the data suggests, the stats suggest, it's not a great option. Payne Haas, 4.1%. Reese Walsh, 39 I'm on Val Holmes this week. Honestly, if there is ever a game for Val Holmes to step up and actually show us what he's all about, he scored four games out of the five that he's played, or sorry, four, yeah, four games out of the five he's played, he's gone plus 60. 
So he's sitting there and thereabouts. His base is great. All he needs is a few attacking stats. So I really like Val Holmes as a vice-captain option uh, this week. I think it's the first game on Saturday. So I'm, I'm riding Val Holmes, and I hope he gets a double and kicks a ton of goals against the Dolphins because the Dolphins are pretty decimated injury-wise at the moment. They've got two inexperienced halves. If the Cowboys are really going to be contenders this year, this is the game where they need to step up and put 40 on the Dolphins. So I'm backing it. And Jermaine Hopgood, vice-captain, is clearly... It makes no sense whatsoever because they're playing the last game of the week. So this, these are people that are going straight C on somebody tonight or tomorrow night. Probably all the Harry Grant owners have just left the vice captaincy on Jermaine Hopgood. So uh, anyway, each to their each to their own. Next, let's talk about Arson Dragon Cameron. I'm pretty sure his name is is uh, on Twitter. Go and follow him on Twitter because this guy is all over the statistics. He's done an incredible job on going through and categorizing and scraping the data from the SuperCoach website on all of the positional stats. So which positions score best super coach wise against which teams? So he's put all of this together and this is as accurate as this round. So I want to go through the good matchups and the bad matchups this week, because I think they're very relevant and, and could honestly be an indicating factor as to whether you start or sit certain players or whether you captain or vice captain or fade certain players. Now, the first one, if for anybody who has Tyrell Sloan, I'd be playing him against the Titans this week. And the reason I'd be doing that, is because when I can find it with my eyes, there we go, 77. So the Gold Coast Titans let in the second most points to fullbacks in Supercoach in the competition up to currently round five. So Tyrell Sloan, technically on this matchup, when we know the Titans love to let in points, I really like that matchup. So Sloan, play him this week if you have him. Also, I'd be playing Karaz versus South. So obviously, you're not going to sit one of the best center wingers in the competition. I, I know that. But there's a couple of things that play in his favor here. Now, the right winger, when we find RW on this sheet, the right winger scores averages 63 points per game, which is the second most points per game for right wingers against teams. Uh, and you'll notice there, we need to remember that there's a big change in this South lineup. So right winger is going to be up against left winger. And remember that Alex Johnston is out for South this week with that HIA 11-day stand down. So Tane Milne comes in. Now, it'll be interesting to see whether Tane Milne comes in on the left or he comes in on the right and they shift Isaac Thompson over. But I honestly think that there's no point in moving Thompson from the right to the left just for the sake of it. Tane Milne is, is not preferred on the wing. So I think Tane Milne comes in on the left. And Tane Milne and Tass on that left side could be absolute cannon fodder for Jacob Carraz, and I really like him as a VC option as a bit of a pod this week. Uh, Edric Lee plays his first game for the Dolphins, and they're coming up against the Cowboys. We know that Edric Lee will play on the left wing, and the Cowboys concede the most points to left wingers in the competition in 76 average this year in five games. So as you can see here, we're starting to get a little bit of trends, and, and we're starting to get an understanding now of what is going on with these teams and what's starting to happen in terms of super coach trends versus positions. And this stats, these stats are going to become even more important. So make sure to go and follow us and dragon. Cause he's going to put these stuff out every week. Reese Walsh and Herbie Farnworth look like they have a really nice matchup against the faders as well. So Reese Walsh, uh, 71 average for fullbacks against the Raiders and a 72 average for left centers against the Raiders. So some really nice statistics there in terms of averages versus the faders. Uh, if you've got Walsh or if you have a pod in Farnworth, definitely run the gauntlet with them. I, that's probably why people are captaining Walsh 
because um, there are some really favorable statistics there. Uh, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, Bryce Cartwright could be really good plays against the Tigers. Cartwright less so, but the Tigers have really edge uh, leaky edge D. I mean, they're leaky everywhere. They're bloody awful. But in specifically left edge or left second rowers against the Tigers average 69, right second rowers against the Tigers average 65 points per game. So that's Lane and Cartwright to start. We'll see what happens with Madison there. Um, because that plays a part in with Madison as well. Not necessarily looking at Locke, but when he shifts to the edge and Hopgood comes on. Uh, Eli Katoa and Harry Grant also have some really nice matchups against the Roosters this week. So Eli Katoa being a right side second rower averages 72 points per game. Right edge second rowers against the Roosters. And hookers against the Roosters average 64 points per game, which I think is top three, could even be top two. Second most points conceded to hookers this year for the Roosters. And they, you, we know that they're very leaky up the middle of the field. So um, some nice options there. And I guess that supports the Harry Grant VC option tonight. Um, Tanner Boyd and David Fafita could also have some really nice game, uh, nice matchups against the Dragons. Let's face it, nearly anybody who matches up against the Dragons could be a nice matchup. But we know that David Fafita being on the left edge, 63 points per game for the left edge. Um, and also halfbacks. Uh, against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, let in the most points in 87 points per game to halfbacks. So when you look at that stat, Tanner Boyd, I wouldn't probably call Tanner Boyd a play this week, but I mean, you're probably holding him and not trading him unless you go on a Nico Hines next week or something like that. So uh, pretty favorable there. I'm very, very tempted. And I said on Tuesday, I might go for feeder captain. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whether I have the balls to do it yet, but we will see. Uh, Taruva and To'o, so the two wingers for Penrith Panthers matching up against the Manly Sea Eagles could have some really nice matchups there as well. So when we look at Manly, uh, left wingers average, if I can find it, 59. Right wingers average 61. So both of those guys should be a play if you have them. If you've got Taruva uh, and you're tossing up, whether you go Taruva or Alofiana Camperera or you go – you or Alamotti, or Warbrick, or someone like that, I'd probably be looking at Taruva and AKP this week with their matchups against weaker teams or leaky teams. And lastly, Jackson Ford versus Newcastle Knights. So Jackson Ford's a left-edge second rower, and we look at the Newcastle Knights, and they let in 60 points per game to left-edge second rowers. So I really like that matchup for Ford. You play him this week for sure. I know we're pretty early in the season in terms of what what our start sit looks like. It's basically we're starting players out of necessity and what we're paying them versus we're kind of tossing up between playing a Fafita versus a Murray or someone like that. It's not that late in the season to be considering that stuff. But those are the good matchups this week based on these statistics. The bad matchups and the reason why I don't understand the turbo captain or vice captain is because the matchup versus the Panthers is bloody horrendous for him. So the Panthers led in the second least amount of points to fullbacks in the competition this year, 45 points per game. We know turbo is turbo and I will never, ever write off turbo. He could come out and get 120. I understand that, but it is not a favorable matchup based on t statistics this week. And Ruben Garrick is exactly the same. The left wingers against the Penrith Panthers average 37 points per game, which is the second least amount of points to left wingers as well. So keep this in mind. I have Turbo and Garrick. I'm still playing them both. I'm still going to hope to God that they buck the stats or buck the trend, so to speak. Um, but I am a little bit concerned. I won't be I won't be sitting either of them, though, based on their price. They're too good to sit out. But uh, we need to keep in mind or, or curb our expectations on these two players, considering there could be better captain and vice-captain options. So if you have your VC or your C on Turbo, I'd probably think again on that one. 
Isaiah Katoa versus the Cowboys also has a pretty ordinary matchup. So for those of you that are stuck with Josh Schuster and Isaiah Katoa in your 5'8 position, it could be a bloodbath. He'll be listed at halfback this week. But halfbacks against the Cowboys only average 45 points per game. So pretty dismal. I think that ends up being about the fourth least points in the comp. Uh, and we know that the inexperience of Katoa coming up against a pretty experienced Cowboys team could honestly be the difference uh, in whether the Dolphins maintain this within 1-12 to 12 or whether they just get completely blown out. So good opportunity for Katoa, but uh, he may struggle this week depending on how the Cowboys go. DCE versus the Panthers, if you have him, bloody hell, you've got to trade the bloke. Get rid of him ASAP. I don't understand the trade-in to start with. I think everybody chased last week's points about three or four weeks ago. But if you still have DCE against the Panthers – Halfbacks against the Panthers average 39 points per game. That's the second least amount of points to halfbacks, so get rid of him. Don't play him. Trade him. Do what you need to do. Get Cleary in for him ASAP. Um, Matty Burton and Munster both have ordinary matchups as 5'8s against their respective opposition, Souths and Roosters, but you probably play Munster for sure. You don't even think twice about Munster. He can buck any stat. Um, Matty Burton, though, against South. So we look at 5'8 statistics against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They only average 43 points per game against 5'8. So not great matchups. But if you've got Matt Burton at his price, then you probably still play him anyway. But worth keeping in mind, I wouldn't be looking at anything past that. All right. Before we duck into some questions, we've got a few questions coming on. We've got some good viewership happening here. Appreciate you guys hopping on, asking questions. Now, we've got... Uh, Wilton and Alamotti come out for me. Hosking and Marju come in. Pretty stock standard. Two most popular trades. I'm just rolling with that. There's too much money to make in this too uh, to be considering anything otherwise for me. I'm going to hold a boost. I'm not boosting this week because I want to boost next week for Nico if I can. If I don't need to boost next week, I won't. Um, but I have a feeling I may need to to find the 300K I'm going to need to go from Reed Marnie up to Nico. So I'm keeping a boost there and not doing it this week. I'll really like my team this week. I've got Harry Grant and Reed Marnie. Uh, Joseph Tarpany, Christian Welch. Then I've got Fafida, Preston, and Hosking. I'm still playing as a reserve Hopgood because he plays the last game of the week. I want to make sure that if I if Hopgood ends up, something ends up changing with him or he gets ruled out or something crazy, I can flip the reserve to Stefano. So I've got that option there. I'm sitting Dory and Schuster because they're not playing. I've got the captaincy on Cleary this week. I'm not playing Boyd or Katoa. I've got Dewey still at 5'8". And then my center wing, which I'm loving at the moment, is Garrett, Karaz, Holmes, and Marju. And I'm also playing Alofiana Camparera because I just feel, I just have this feeling that he's going to have a big game. Uh, Taruva, I don't like not playing him, but I might just fade that this week because I want the upside of Camparera. And then Warbrick obviously isn't playing this week for me either. And then I've got Walsh and Trebojevic on the reserve bench. So... That is what my team looks like this week, guys. Um, any questions, any final questions? We're approaching 35 minutes and the footy's about to start pretty soon. So uh, let's duck into everybody's questions. We've got a few questions here. Uh, Queenslander asked before we started, Marju, still 1% ownership. I'm, am I reading that right? Uh, you're not. So Marju, if you look at his statistics, or his, sorry, his percentage on Supercoach, it says he's still 1%, but you need to look at the round six traded in option. Uh, there, it's a stat there that says that 22,697 people have brought him in. So you're looking at about 13% ownership for Marju at this point. And this was at midday, so I'm not quite sure what the stats look like exactly right now. Uh, but Marju definitely closer to 13% than 1%. Nathan Kembry, this is probably the, the the comment of the season so far. Let's go giddy up, woof, woof, bark, bark, upper, upper, molten sports ain't a dead rubber. Probably one of the best comments I've ever seen. Not quite sure what it means. Actually, no fucking idea what it means, but 
Good on you, Nathan. Great name as well, mate. Love your work. Um, all right. Sai is asking, I've got Egan Butcher. was going to sell him, but Melbourne are the worst team exceeding in back rower points. What do you think? Um, look, I still I still think he's a sell. I think we, we've got Satili Tupanua about a week away. Angus Crichton is playing his first game in New South Wales Cup this week, which I haven't said anything about, but I think that's honestly some of the best news in rugby league. We should be talking about it more. To see uh, Angus Crichton back in the game is fantastic. Uh, to see him back competing in professional football is even better. So he'll find his way back into this team very, very, very quickly, and that left edge is his. So Egan Butcher will drop out of this side very quickly. Uh, and also on the right edge, Nat Butcher will probably drop out even qu- uh, not as quick, but he'll drop out for Tupanua next week as well. So we honestly could see a very different back row for the Roosters next week as opposed to what we see this week. And if he's a ticket, if Egan Butcher's a ticket to a guy like Hosking, you're doing that every day of the week. So so I, I would be bailing on Egan Butcher this week. Based, I, I'd disregard the matchup altogether if you're going to get a better option or a better cash gen. Uh, Harry Taylor Byrne asks, how do you feel about Dewey to Cody Walker? Um, if Dewey was named at fullback this week, I would say yes to it. I spoke on Tuesday, if you missed it, about Cody Walker's run, and I think they versed the Panthers, the Storm, and the Sharks around 8, 9, 10, or something similar. I don't know whether I like it. I know that Dewey's got a buy next week, so I'd understand doing it next week. Um, I, I honestly think Dewey goes okay this week against Parramatta. Last year in the Easter Monday game between Tigers and Parramatta, I think Dewey turned up. Tigers won. I don't mind them this week. And maybe I'm a biased Tiger. Actually, no, I'm not a biased Tiger supporter. I'm one of the most critical Tiger supporters there is if you've listened to the pods. So uh, I don't, I'm not a, no, if you're asking me yes or no, I'd say no, Dewey to Cody Walker. Um, I feel like Dewey just accumulates points way too easily. Cody Walker has to work bloody hard to get his points in Supercoach. Uh, Luke is asking, I'm thinking of going Teddy to Latrell, or should I go Teddy to Marju and swing Garrick to fullback? No, I like Teddy to Latrell. That's a really big pod play. We've seen 2% of people have captain on him this week. I'd be going captain. If you had Latrell, he's going to go large this week. I'm almost certain of it. Uh, Teddy to Latrell is my play. I think obviously Marju, yes, I, I know that everybody's jumping for the cash gen, but Marju out of Hosking and Marju is the guy that I wouldn't bother with. If you like what your center wing looks like, or you could turn Teddy into Latrell. That's my choice. Uh, crazy praying mantis, big fan of the show. Thanks for hopping on again, mate. Last year, I had a habit of holding players too long and ended up losing some of their gains. Hopgood's out. I moved hammer on. Yep. So I moved hammer on last week. I understand that point. Just remember that Hopgood's price is 40. Uh, sorry. His break even is 45 this week. It's not 80. It's not 90. It's not 70. It's 45. You're not going to lose cash on Jermaine Hopgood this week. If you do lose cash or you lose a substantial amount of cash, 20K plus, come and hit me up. Let me know. I'll buy you a beer or something if he does. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood will honestly probably still come out. He might even still start, but even if he doesn't, he'll come off the bench. Wiramu Greg will do next to nothing. He'll come off the field. Hopgood will come in through the middle and Hopgood will get to his work and he'll play 50 minutes plus. So... I don't think he's a trade this week. That's my opinion. Uh, Sean Clark, I'm not getting rid of Teddy. I've had him from the start. He misses one week, and you will most likely want him back later. Why take a loss money-wise? Um, plus, he looked good last game. Yeah, he did. Uh, I agree with this, but we need to remember that there's a concussion history with Teddy. There's a good chance maybe he could miss more than one week based on this 11-day stand-down. Also, the fact that his break-even is going to be monstrous next week. I'm not actually even sure what it is, but it will be bloody huge. And we know he can go big, but he also just hasn't looked himself this year. So 
I feel like he's a guy that you can fade. 127 break even. Even if he gets 127, he maintains his price, pick him up the week after. Uh, or trade him to someone like a Walsh or someone like a Marju or someone that's going to make you cash and then get him back later. I feel like you could honestly get him for low 600s, early 500s this year. And that's just my my call. Um, I feel like he's just not the same Teddy that we have seen in previous years. Um, all right. We've got Brad and Sally Ferguson. Maybe both of them are watching. Could be the first pair to, to jump a comment on the Molten Fantasy Sports podcast. Welcome, guys. Hi, mate. Enjoy the pods. Thanks for the support. Uh, I have a problem with not being able to swap my dual position players, from example. Can't swap Tanner Boyd from 5'8 to hooker. So the only way that you can do this, mate, or, or Brad or Sally, whoever's commenting, is you would either have to do it within a trade. So potentially, if you want to move Tanner Boyd from 5'8 to hooker, you would need to trade your hooker and then move Tanner Boyd up to the hooker position and then bring in a 5'8. So you can do that during the trade screen, or you would need another dual 5'8 hooker in your hooker position to be able to swap them. It's a little bit tricky. Um, it looks like you don't have the dual positioning to work for you in that position. So maybe even it might be it might be worth if you wanted to do this to be able to trade in or trade out your current bench hooker, shift Tanner Boyd up to hooker and bring in a 5'8". That's probably the only way you'd be able to do it. Matty O'Brien, my co-host is on here from South Africa saying what's up. Thanks for dropping in, adding a view to the pod. Um, Sean Clark asking if Pereira is playing. He is not. I have not seen him named. I will double check. Um, for anybody who wants to know who's playing, who's not, there's a few good play people to follow on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, go and hop on because, honestly, Twitter is an outstanding, uh, I guess, fantasy sport in general, super coach chat kind of central. Uh, Adam Styles does some really good work. Wacko's Whispers posts some really good work as well on there, letting us know who's in, who's out at the last minute. Um, so I would definitely hop on there and follow those guys at worst even if you don't want to create an account just create a real kind of basic one don't follow anybody and just follow those guys because they post some really good stuff um i will quickly check for you whether Pereira is playing right now uh he is no so arthur's and cobo are on the wing Pereira would only come in on the wing uh he has not he's been named as the number 18 on the extended bench so it looks like at the moment unless there's an injury he won't be playing uh, Queenslander asking, is it too late to get forward? I don't think so. He's 340K, so I, I don't mind him. I, like I said before on the positional stats, I think he's a really good play this week. So if you're going to get forward, I don't mind it this week if you've got that opportunity to free up some cash. And then for anybody who doesn't have Nico Hines, free up the cash and get him next week. So forward is a good little downgrade option in the 2RF at the moment. <laughs> Sean wants Pezzett. Don't get him, man. He's not playing. He's uh, he's been He's on the extended bench. So very unfortunate, but Pezzett, he'll be back during the buy rounds. I would get him back in round 12 or 13. I can't remember if Melbourne Storm are playing the round 13 buy or not, but I'd get him back when Munster's out because obviously that then Pezzett's going to come in to partner Hughes in the halves during that time. So he'll be a buyback at that point. Um, all right. What else have we got? Uh, SPK is asking reserve. Reed Marnie or Jackson Ford, I would reserve Reed Marnie. Um, Reed Marnie, you know, is a little bit safer. But actually, you know what? A bit of a pod play to reserve Jackson Ford. Flip a coin, mate. Reed Marnie hasn't actually been amazing. The last three rounds, he hasn't clocked 60. Maybe the pod plays to take Jackson Ford as a reserve this week. Um, it's just tough when you've got a guy that's 580K versus a guy that's 340K and whether you're, whether you're looking at reserving one or the other. Um, 
Ford has more upside. I'll put it that way. Mickey Delaney, thanks, mate. Hopping on and supporting the pod. One of our AFL experts over at Molten Fantasy Sports. For anybody who hasn't watched the AFL show yet, hop over, watch those guys. They put up a really good video. Uh, they went live about maybe an hour and a half ago to talk about trades and captaincy options over for AFL Supercoach. So go and hit them up. Uh, Tom J asks, thoughts on getting Campbell Graham over Marju? Yeah, look, Campbell Graham is elite in the center wing. I reckon he probably could finish top five center wing this year. He's looking really good. His statistics are showing it. His base stats are incredible. Uh, I don't know whether going, and between these two, I was still picking Marju, I think, just due to the matchup this week but also the fact that Marju can easily make you 100K this week and you could easily make some cash from Marju, make a couple of weeks of cash and then downgrade to a Campbell Graham. So I don't know whether I like Campbell Graham this week. I think Marju is still the pick, but don't let me talk you out of it. They're both quality players. Uh, Selman is asking, please, I need help from my captain. Who would you choose out of Cleary, Marju, Fafida, Turbo, Walsh, or Jackson Bolo? Not Jackson Bolo. Wouldn't be picking him. Um, Reese Walsh, I like. Turbo, I don't. Fafida, I like. Marju, bit too much risk. Cleary, I like. So if you ask me to pick one of these guys, I've picked Cleary. I feel like it's safe. I feel like he could go big twice. But you know what the pod play is? The captain pod play is David Fafida against the Dragons. He could honestly score a double and go 150. We know what David Fafida does. He hasn't had one of those breakout 120-plus games yet this year, and he's due for one. He does it every year. He does it every year. So... If you want to, if you want to go big balls, you go and David Fafita this week, I think, um, or Walsh for the massive upside against the Raiders who have been terrible. Uh, if you want a safer captaincy option that can still go one twenty plus, you're looking at Nathan Cleary. That's probably my best way to to help you there, Salman. Sorry, I couldn't be much more help. Uh, Nick is asking if you had to choose between Greg Marju or Zach Hosking to bring in, who would you go with? I'm picking Hosking over Marju. I feel like Hosking. Yes, there's a little bit more kind of job security risk. Or actually, it's probably even, if I'm honest. Hosking, I think, has a really good connection with Cleary. He scored two tries in two weeks. Uh, I like Hosking. I think it's a little bit safer playing in a quality team versus Marju playing in a bloody awful Knights team. Um, Hosking is my pick between those two. Uh, Melissa said you're captain in Cleary, but not uh, not playing to River. Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um I feel like Cleary dominates the right side of the field a little bit more. So that's my thinking there. Uh, if he played left side or played both sides of the ruck a little bit more, um, I'd definitely play Taruva, but I feel like Luai dominates the left side of the field a little bit more. So um, I like Cleary in the right side. If I had Toto, I'd definitely be playing Toto. Um, to be honest, I like both and I might play both. Who knows? But um, yeah, at this stage, I'm running the gauntlet. Crazy praying mantis. If you don't captain Fafita this week, then when do you? Yeah, good good question. You probably don't all year. This is going to be one of the best matchups for David Fafita you're ever going to find. Uh, Corey has asked us, trade either Marnie or Dewey to get Dylan Brown. Already gone Carrigan to Hosking. I would. Uh, I would trade Reed Marnie to get Dylan Brown. That's my choice. That's the way I'd do it and shift up Tanner Boyd or do whatever you got to do there. Um, I think... Reed Marnie is almost done, and he's my ticket to uh, Nico Hines next week. I think I'm going. I'm definitely going Marnie to Nico. Uh, I just need to find the cash to do that. Uh, Will Shaw has asked us, bringing in two of Marju, Hosking, or Cody Walker this week can do it for two trades if I trade Hopgood. If I trade Dory instead, I need the boost and you need the money. Okay. Uh, I don't like trading Hopgood. I don't like it. 
I think he could be good. I think he could be a season hold. And we also need to remember that Parramatta play all three major buy rounds. I'll say it again. Hosking probably won't play Origin this year. Um, he's in the frame, but I don't think he plays. He could be a guy that you could plug and play for 13, 16, and 19 this year. Remember, the junior bolo will play Origin, so that opens up middle minutes for a guy like Hosking. Uh, uh, sorry, a guy like Hopgood. I, I really like Hopgood. I don't think he's a trade this week. I mean, I might be eating my words next week. He might play 30 or 40 in the middle, but... I don't know whether I like Cody Walker either. I, Marju, if you can make Marju and Hosking in two trades, I like it. Um, but I don't think you can. It sounds like you're going Dory to Hosking. Um, so that means you would need to trade like a Pele to Tino to make the money. I, I'd do that. If it means you can get both Marju and Hosking, you're going to net 150 to 200K just this week alone, probably 300K in two weeks, potentially from those two trades. So I would boost for that cash generation. Uh, and can I post those Twitter handles? I absolutely can um, for just a little – I'll pop them in here in the comments section for those of you that want to follow along on Twitter. You can follow us at brain underscore FS is mine and uh, Molten FS is the Molten Fantasy Sports podcast that you can get those notifications on. Guys, that's me, 48, bloody hell, 48 minutes. Didn't stop talking this whole time. Haven't even had a sip of my beer. The lucky thing is I have it in my four-in-one from the standard squeeze. Uh, it keeps my beer cold the whole time. You can also use it as a drink, as a cup, as a thermos for your coffee. Um, so go on and hit up the standardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTEN15. So we've got a code to get you 15% off. It's MOLTEN15 on the website. Go on, hit those guys up. And a big thank you to our sponsors at Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom. We didn't get a chance to give them a big shout out this time. We didn't get a chance to roll the ads because it's a bit of a shorter episode. But thank you to our sponsors, The Standard Squeeze. Hit them up. Go and check them out on Instagram, Facebook. Go and check their website out. Use the code MOLTEN15. And thanks to Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom for their support of the podcast as well. If you're in country Victoria, go and hit them up. Go and check them out. Go and see Mark, Emma, and the team over there. Guys, that is it. That brings us to an end. Actually, we've got one more question from Selman. Who would you choose for Reserve Alamotti or Cartwright? Uh, I would choose Cartwright. I'll choose Cartwright. Oh, sorry, Melissa. You meant the handles for the Twitter people that will tell us the ins and outs. Oh, good question. I can uh, – sorry, I completely misunderstood your question there because I was coming to that comment late. Um, I will drop them in the comments underneath after this episode is finished. Um, so very quickly, if you're listening, it's Wacko's Whispers. If you uh, search him on Twitter, he is – all over ins and outs. Adam Styles also does some stuff. Sally M does some really good stuff as well. But Wacko's Whispers is the guy. If you want to know anything about the NRL, ins, outs, trades, uh, people that don't get named, last minute ins and outs, final 17 players, it's Wacko's Whispers. So hit him up um, on Twitter for sure. I'll drop uh, his Twitter handle in the comments underneath at the end of the show. Thanks guys for listening. Go and enjoy the week. Hopefully we all have some green arrows this week for NRL Supercoach. We will be back, and Matty O'Brien, my esteemed co-host, will be back on Monday for the wrap-up show um, for the Sunday session, we call it, but it's going to be Monday, so it might be a little bit of a mad Monday coming up this Monday evening after the final game, the Tigers versus the Eels. We'll see what kind of mood I'm in, whether we've had a win or we've had a stinky loss, but we will catch you on Monday, guys. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for your support of the podcast. Good luck this weekend. You've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll catch you later.